0: This isn't really going to go anywhere, but I kind of just want to talk it talk it out and get it off my chest.
1: Um, do you
0: know what your Uber rating is?
1: I was looking at that somewhat recently when taking an Uber. I think it was something like 4. like 7 or 4.8 maybe. Oh, I feel way better now. Mm.
0: Okay. Uh I um hmm what's the movie that will ferrell was in the one where he he does the the the, the
1: one movie he did
0: yeah Mm. he he, elf no i hate that movie a movie that i've never seen that i'm sure i would hate and i'm gonna commit to the fact that i don't like it without having seen it because i'm an american and that's my right Mm -hmm. um no anchorman the one where he he ends up saying uh, spoilers uh go f yourself san diego right what I have fairly positive, having only visited the city of San Diego once, um, despite living in Southern California for 18 years of my life. um, Yeah, I visited once, and I have generally positive things to say about the city of San Diego, except the airport, because I because I had never been there before. I got knocked down from having a decade worth of a five star rating on Uber because of the way the like app pickup like departures um arrivals thing is set up do you do you have any thoughts on this or do you have do you, do you find that to be perfectly laid out and i'm just a dummy for not knowing how to where to stand
1: Were so were you down there um, i was down there in may so what were, were, was all the crazy construction going on at that point
0: I don't know, because I don't fly Southwest as so, uh, just a moral uh, choice.
1: That's, <clears throat> that's right. That's right. Um, I don't think I've ever taken an Uber where I've not been flying Southwest. So I guess I can only speak to it coming from that part of the, the airport. And, and that, that setup was fairly straightforward from what I remember.
0: Well, sorry, you supposed to be on the top or the bottom?
1: Uh, well, the, the Southwest part, there's only one level It's just, it's just on the the ground level. So, okay.
0: Cause that was my issue. And and, and I feel like this, this just kind of, this sucks because I didn't know where to go. Like, at least that's the one nice thing about SFO is that they, they, there was the few years, like 2015 to 2017, where it was kind of a free for all and it was just a mess and there would just be. Rideshare drivers that would just kind of just clog up the arrivals area and it was it was terrible and now they have kind of the thing where unless you order an uber black or lyft lux um you basically go to the very top floor of the parking garage but yeah but in san diego you there's just not really any sign or explanation of what you're supposed to do and it took me and this is my bad but it took me like it took six minutes for me and the driver to find each other mm. And I got I got ding, that's the only negative ride experience I've ever had. And I'm very sad I'm at a four point eight three now, and this sucks. And I, and I take the or what's the Michael Jordan thing? I take that personally. This is this is a beef between me and the city of San Diego, and that sucks.
1: I mean it sounds like the answer here is you just need to only travel in cities that uh, Waymo operates in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I don't think there's the notion of ratings in uh, in Waymo, so no. I do
0: think there should be. I think the robot should be able to tell you, eh, this guy, this guy was talking too much. He had AirPods, but was still taking a call on speakerphone." I think the car could still be super judgy. I think actually, isn't that what uh, what uh, LLMs are? That like I think the the AI should be smart enough to know when somebody's a bad person. <laughs> maybe, so no, you should st- maybe they still have yeah you should you should still have di- driver profiles that that'll be the next um what's it called x not x what's what what's the name of the side division of alphabet what's what's their
1: moonshot division called mm. uh d- does it have like a a name of all i, I thought it, i thought it was I, just I alphabet honestly, being- I honestly thought it was
0: I thought it was X, to be honest. Um, I, th- I
1: thought it was just Alphabet being like the the parent and then Google and then just all the other companies. I, did, I didn't know they had like an umbrella term for all of them. So I'm right. If you go to
0: X.company, that is the... <laughs> fucking uh, Elmo took it. So no, it, that, that X already existed. Hmm. And yeah, it's called the Moonshot Factory. Got it. Oh uh, yeah, because Waymo and I think they had a thing called Verily. They had like this kind of healthcare startup. Those were all spun out of X. So anyway, the city of San Diego is on is on my. <laughs> they're right there with Equator Coffee. They're on my. Ne- they're on my naughty list. And um, <laughs> yeah, Will, Will Ferrell's gonna make a movie about them.
1: Is Elf a good movie? Um, you know, it, it's. It, I think it's fine. I, I'm. It, it's. It's a very beloved holiday movie. I. I, I enjoy it, but I would not say it's like one of my favorite movies or anything like that well
0: just just a, just a heads up we're not gonna get to most of the stuff on the agenda today <laughs> but i think and i know this is kind of a late uh late hot take but i think there's
1: a lot of problems with the holiday movie discourse like have you have you ever time, timely timely conversation on january 23rd but continue
0: it doesn't matter by the time i write the show summary for this this will this will have been posted. maybe, maybe, maybe it'll March. come
1: out in oh well, actually maybe it'll come out uh christmas of this year that'd be perfect.
0: That's fine. Well, actually, no, let's, let's, let's just save it. Let's just keep it. Let's keep it as an emergency episode. Put it in
1: the can. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, have you ever seen a movie called Die Hard? You know, actually, I don't think I have. No. I never have either, but it's always like there, there are very um, not nuanced and good takes about holiday movies, and I don't understand why. And there's always, and this, this is also kind of a dating app thing where everybody like, well, like my most controversial opinion is pineapples on pizza or Die Hard is a Christmas movie. What is the movie Die Hard about? Is it Kevin Costner or is it the who's the other one who's not Kevin Costner?
1: No, it's uh, uh Bruce Bruce Willis.
0: Yeah, that one. Yeah, I mean I assume it's not a very good movie. And then everybody seems to like really really like Elf. And then there's the movie Have you ever seen the movie Love Actually?
1: I've seen parts of it. It was well, on it's, on in it's, the background, it's something I was at forever ago, but I've never sat movie, down and watched
0: it. It's the movie where like that iconic, uh, not iconic for good reasons. The thing where the guy goes to some lady's uh, house with uh, cue cards and says to me, "You are perfect." Mm. It's that movie. Okay, uh, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> like it's not like a badly made movie. It's just everybody in it's a bad person, and it's just yeah, it's not good. It has a lot of the problematic. Um, mid-2000s stuff it's just yeah uh, there are very few good holiday
1: movies yeah have you have you seen um speaking of uh will ferrell have you seen spirited it's the the apple tv plus holiday movie (laughs) no it's it's will it's will ferrell and uh ryan reynolds it came out actually not this last christmas but the christmas before and um We wanted to watch it and just ended up not, but we we watched it. Is that, can um, I, can I
0: pause you real quick? I hmm. I think that is the unofficial tagline of Apple TV is wanted to watch it, but actually didn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we we did watch it this year. It was, it was really, really good. Really entertaining. I, you probably wouldn't like it, but. Wait,
0: give me a one sentence reason why. (laughs) It's a musical. I love musicals.
1: Oh, okay. Well then, maybe maybe you would like it. it well, but I like, like, but it also seems maybe too I like, like good, too I like good musicals. I don't know, maybe a little too goofy for you. I don't know. I like goofy, but I uh, but it has to be good
0: goofy. It can't just be
1: Yeah. We we went into it with pretty I would say modest expectations and Within like the first couple of minutes, I was like, "Oh yeah, this actually is going to be really good," and it was.
0: Hmm. Did you ever see the Barbie movie?
1: Ah, uh, no, not yet. I, I I want to see it. the The lady friend is not super jazzed on seeing it, but I, I've not seen that, mm. and I've not seen Oppenheimer. I've not seen Killers of the Flower Moon.
0: Well, nobody's going to see that.
1: No, it's it's on Apple TV Plus now.
0: Well yeah, but you again wanted to watch it, but didn't well, not because it's on apple t v plus but. um yeah, uh this is not a spoiler I think are you familiar with what the Barbie movie
1: is no i've I've actually kind of successfully not learned anything about it, so unless it's absolutely critical to some important point that you're <laughs> you're gonna make, I would fine. maybe ask you to skip over it fine, but you
0: are... Eh, fine. No, I, I'm. Well,
1: re- I, I'm really not. I don't. I, it probably no. speaks to how b- the lack of social life I have now. But I, I really don't. I don't know anything about it.
0: You should watch it. God, I know. Oh, I, you I can, want. I want you're, to see you're, it. you're killing me because I just remembered something that is actually extremely relevant to the show, and
1: I am never going to remember it again.
0: Well, I'll. I'll, where, I'll probably, where can I store it? Wait, but now, where am I going to store this thought? hole? Yeah, Let me put if, it in, in only, the private channel.
1: If only there was like. Well, I'm not going to put a, this a in a computer application that you could I'm not going to
0: put this in Omnifocus that hey, maybe Ryan like won't let me talk
1: about a keyboard and that you can like type notes into it's it's too bad okay, fine. It's too bad they haven't come up with that yet.
0: fine uh option command o oh, i'm going to put a new thing in Omnifocus It says Ryan won't let me talk about a thing and
1: i need to remember <laughs> this vague thing for 3 to 18 months i don't think it'll be that long i th- i think i'll see it somewhat soon um all right uh have you seen um Oppenheimer
0: no Hmm. because i i don't know why what movies has christopher nolan made uh
1: well he made the the batman trilogy of course he's made inception interstellar yeah um, no, i don't see any of this because of i i know
0: i uh he he did he did tenant Tenet because oh, God. so sorry several things hold on hold on several things i told you we're not talking about any of the actual stuff this week um I only know him because apparently he's, like, not a difficult man, but he's just he's somebody who, when Tenet came out, he got super mad that, like, it was possible to watch it on an iPod or a phone or something. Well, no, Tenet... He's one of those IMAX-y people that's like, you gotta see this on the biggest screen possible. Is well, that no, not, is Tenet,
1: that Tenet, was, Tenet was a bit of a mess, because that was supposed to come out summer 2020, you know, during a time where theatrical releases weren't happening... And then he insisted um,
0: on it still being released in theaters like three months in the pandemic. Correct?
1: Yeah, it it did come out in a limited theatrical release, but then, um, you know, Warner put it out on, well, at the time HBO Max, and he got he got real upset about that. It to the point well, yeah.
0: where, um, Oppenheimer, well, became...
1: um, is a um Universal movie. It was, it was like the, he he had a long relationship with uh, Warner that he ended. When the whole he was Tenet that, thing
0: happened. He was that pissed at Jason Kyler that he actually switched yeah. studios. Yeah. What a what a, yeah. what a petty little So yeah, that's his thing. So that's that that speaks to the everything about him. And then I remember there used to be memes on Twitter back when it was okay, where people somebody loaded up Tenet on uh like an iPod nano and said this is like the ideal way to watch this movie. <laughs> and it was very it was very well done. Like, he would was, he would was, be, seemingly fuck this
1: guy. He would probably be furious with me because I watched it um I only saw it a few months ago, uh, and I watched it on my 11 um, inch iPad, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I was streaming it over cellular, like hotspotting from my phone, so it wasn't even you know coming in at like full quality or anything. Um, oh, that movie is such a such a mess, but we we could we could do a whole show on that. Mm-hmm. I like. I knew it was completely so, impenetrable, like going into it, which it very, very much is. And I, I watched, you know, so, some someone's you know, helpful ten-minute YouTube can, explainer after the fact, and was like, "Well, that that didn't help."
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna forget. some I'm, I'm interjecting, and interrupting, just because I'm gonna forget something because this, this this unexpectedly has a crossover that you maybe do do not know, but it but it somehow involves you. So mm-hmm. with this, so, so so Christopher Nolan, he made that movie. And then Christopher Nolan is also a fan of the Peloton.
1: Oh yeah, the internet got excited about that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know who this person is because it was not a Ben Aldis or uh, one of the one of the really famous instructors. But she said, "Okay, so apparently it has a good soundtrack." And she during it does. one, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So during one of the one of her one of the workouts that apparently he was in attendance of, uh, the instructor said, uh, "This is from the movie Tenet. Anybody see this shit? Did anybody see this? Beyond me, because I need a manual." Somebody's got to explain this to me. What the fuck is going on in that
1: movie? Well, well so yeah, kind of... yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, accurate.
0: But is it a good movie? Like, because, well, like, cause actually, it's... I've never seen the movie Inception, and yeah, I, I, but I, but I always think that my impression is that the movie Inception is a is a dumb person's smart movie. Is that inaccurate?
1: So, so um, I, like, I don't it's not actually I don't, as smart as it think... thinks it is. I, I, I would. I'd push back on that probably, but we we don't need to get into that. Um, Tenet, well, so the, the thing that Nolan does really, really well is his movies just have a, and I think Oppenheimer I've heard is this way too, they just have a really, really great pace to them. Like they're not, they're not too fast, but there's also not, there's not like a wasted second. And I mean, Tenet is like that sort um, of like. Isn't it like three hours though? like are all the yeah, moves no, it's, very long it's, it's very long but honestly like from the opening second like it's it's very very entertaining and it's got a really good pace to it it's just very very hard to understand
0: yeah but that is I, I thought I I thought I kind of had it
1: you know like when I got to maybe like the about the third of the way through and then I I kind of started losing the thread but
0: you're not describing an enjoyable entertainment experience. Like no, you're I, I that didn't, this, this is a very well paced thing that you almost sort of understood.
1: So every every other one of Nolan's movies that I've seen, I would highly highly recommend. But uh, in, including to you, I actually do think you'd really enjoy them. But uh, Tenet is is not one of those. I would not so, recommend anybody go see Tenet.
0: So real quick, several things because there's a there's a movie that you've been in, uh, imploring that I watch for, I think, a decade now. The
1: Dark Knight, yeah.
0: Which is one of the one of the Batman movies?
1: That's it's the second one, yep.
0: Okay. Am I still supposed to watch it? Like, does it still hold up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the same advice I'm sure I've given you in so, the past still holds up, where I think you'd get more out of it if you watched Batman Begins, which is the first one, but you you don't necessarily have to. Um, and so I, here's think, a, I think you'd still really enjoy The Dark Knight. Also, another really good to this example... I'm going on the show. Hold a, on, hold on. Movie with good I'm going to commit...
0: If this is under an hour 50 i promise you i will watch it no this no
1: it's, it's a christopher nolan movie all of all of his movies are i don't know if he i don't know if any of his movies are like less than two hours and 15 minutes
0: oh, i think i, like I think most eckhart.
1: of them are a fair bit longer than that
0: i like aaron eckhart and i like maggie gyllenhaal but they they're both very supporting characters
1: mm. uh uh they they both play i would say pretty pretty big parts and no it's, it's, it's a it's a great movie I'd be, see, that's also, like, I mean, that movie has a, like, absolutely iconic opening sequence, too, so, like, that's another good example of how, like, Nolan's movies, you know, they, they there's no slow start to them. Like, they just, they just, they start right away, and they just kind of keep going.
0: Is Interstellar the one where Sandra Bullock gets stuck in space?
1: <laughs> no. The Interstellar's with uh, Matthew McConaughey. That that Interstellar actually is a little bit slower in parts, but but not in a bad way. Uh, but then kind of picks up. Oh yeah, that, that's that's a long one. Yeah, yeah, but I but love, that's I got really... a Interstellar's got a really good um, no spoilers, but it's it's got a really good kind of twist at the end. That's a good one. Yeah,
0: and I really like Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no 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 time for that. All right,
1: <laughs> yeah, his his movies are great. Although I'm 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 a I'm a bad Christopher Nolan fan because I've not seen Dunkirk, I've not seen Oppenheimer. Well, I I hadn't seen Tenet until recently, but I, I did finally check that off the list. But yeah, I'm not. not I guess I'm not a uh, Nolan completionist.
0: Okay, I have one follow up question: Is it uh, ethical to watch movies in two sittings?
1: Oh well as a parent, uh I I certainly say that's that's fine. It in fact it becomes when a, you weren't a parent. necessity. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I'm not here to I'm not here to judge you.
0: <sighs> I feel like you kind of can't. I would because say then... most
1: Christopher Nolan movies if we're sticking with him, I would say it'd be that'd be difficult because again, they have a a fairly, you know, quick pace to them so it'd be difficult to like Pick a spot to stop and then pick back up. I don't. I don't think that would work particularly well.
0: Like, I, don't, I don't mean like a ten minute intermit. Like you can go do an intermission to get another snack or another beverage. Oh but, no, uh, I know. I know yeah. what you mean.
1: I just. I don't but think. It's like, like I don't think
0: it's that like, that would reading, like you're not much of a reader, are you?
1: I'm not. No.
0: But it's kind of like the thing where if you read something when you're going to bed, when you pick it up the next day, or or like, if, or it takes you a week. Like, you have to go back and like read either the entire chapter again or like oh, the last that's, five pages to, to, and that's the thing where that's where when you split up a movie, I feel like, well, so you can't just literally unpause it. How much are you going to rewatch?
1: That's, that's me in podcasts. So I, I, I've listened to podcasts as I fall asleep. And I mean, mm-hmm. some sometimes I'll get to a point and stop it and then fall asleep. And then I can kind of just pick it right back up in the next morning. But other times it's like, oh, yep, was asleep during this and have to go back a bit.
0: Yeah, I used to do that when I sob because, yeah, you, you'd have to ride the 30-second rewind button for a real long time, and now <laughs> I just, I go sleep in silence. Mm. Um, where did this start with? Oh, Christmas movies. Right. Yeah. Not sure Elf is a good movie. But, Chris, I mean, Chris I, Nolan I, but, does but, not
1: have a Christmas movie. Maybe that'll be his next thing.
0: He's younger than
1: I thought he was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it feels like he'd be less less crotchety about mobile devices.
1: I think it's his, also, um, I think it's his brother... Jonathan Nolan, who um, he's like a he's a pretty prolific um, TV writer. Like he did Westworld, um, and he's he's done some other popular stuff.
0: Hmm. Yeah, he's only forty seven, and also the thing on do you ever have on Wikipedia, the images are usually super out of date. No, he looks extremely young, and it's from uh twenty nineteen. Good for him. I've never seen Memento either. Um. Oh, there was something else related to this. Ugh. Oh, uh do uh, do most of uh Nolan's movies come out in IMAX?
1: Uh yeah, he he's he was kind of early on the whole IMAX thing. In fact, to bring it back to The Dark Knight, the the interesting thing they did with that movie is they they you know natively shot some sequences in IMAX which when this when the dark knight came out in 08 like i, I don't know if any movie had done that or at, at least very few movies had done that and as a teaser they actually put the whole opening sequence um which they shot in native imax um out as like a like a trailer in front of um, some other movie that was in imax around that time and i remember seeing that and, and being kind of blown away because a lot of times with IMAX, especially like in the early days of, of IMAX, you know, they, they would just take the regular movies and kind of just like blow them up. And they, they would still look like okay, but not nearly as good as a movie um, shot natively in IMAX. And then like Oppenheimer had the thing where it was in like 70 millimeter IMAX or I don't know, something. that it was, it was supposed to be like IMAX plus basically. It was supposed to so look good.
0: really good. Can I make a confession? Mm. I've never seen an IMAX movie ever in my entire life. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
1: It doesn't <laughs> does really—it it doesn't really seem like your thing. That a judgy. I it, yeah, movies. it's it's a, it's a little judgy. I just, I just don't think I, I think most movies that come out in IMAX would not would not be would not be your thing.
0: Well, let me ask a couple. Like, so is my maybe I'm misunderstanding? Isn't IMAX? Well, so the whole point of IMAX is that the screen is really big, right? Yeah. And is it not so like because cinema is weird where like the ultra prestige movies generally have an anamorphic two to two dot three five to one ratio and it's ultra widescreen isn't IMAX like almost like four by three or one it, to one isn't it square
1: yeah well it's yeah it's almost like. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know what the exact dimensions are, but yeah, in fact, it might even be taller than it is wider. I I, I don't know, but, it, it, well, but yeah. How it, does that
0: work when they release it for Blu-ray? Because I assume people still expect it to be at the very least sixteen nine.
1: They so what they've done with like the Dark Knight and and um, previous movies is the sequences that are in IMAX the the black bars go away. And the image it just it's like fills IMAX movie
0: your, not. Entirely always that aspect ratio. Like you
1: can choose uh, so, to only make like a quarter
0: so, of your movie IMAX ish.
1: Yeah, so like with the Dark Knight, where they only shot certain scenes in IMAX, those scenes would take up the entire IMAX screen, and then the rest of the movie would have you know, bars at the top and bottom.
0: How is that not jarring as a viewer?
1: Um, I don't know. I I remember it not being like. Super, super noticeable.
0: And can I ask a dumb question? What does being shot in IMAX mean, other than having a different aspect ratio?
1: It's a it's an entirely different camera.
0: But does that? How, I guess in a sentence or two, how does that impact what you see on screen? Uh, like it's, what it's visual higher, effect does it create?
1: It's, well, it's it's higher resolution and it's filling that entire screen. So it's a it's a huh. larger, higher resolution image.
0: Got it. Okay, well if, if the post had been in IMAX. Again, just get get me a boring, prestige, talkie movie and put that on IMAX. Yeah, that, that's what that's it. what
1: I'm saying. Like the, the kind of movies that come out in IMAX are yeah. are not not your jam. So I just I just don't think I don't think you'd be into it.
0: Yeah, like if Tar was in IMAX, I would have seen that. Yeah. Another movie. Have you seen that movie?
1: What's it what's it called?
0: Tar. It stars Kate Blanchett. Uh, I think that's a movie you would watch. And actually that is a movie that I will give you permission because it's kind of oh, tar long.
1: tar with a, um, a little,
0: uh, di- diacritical. Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that one's like two and a half hours. I actually will give you a pass on that one. If you, if you want to watch it in two settings, but that's easy to think is a movie you would enjoy. Yeah. It's a fast talking prestige movie.
1: Got it. Okay. All right. Um, you want
0: to start the show? Uh,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll start recording. <laughs>
0: Uh, even if you had not been recording, I would have forced you to release the, uh, <laughs> one where your side sounds back. That, that was useful. Um, what was computer storage about? What was the context of that?
1: You were trying to figure out, um, oh God, what's, what's the acronym? It's MV. No. Oh, what's, what's the tiny, the yeah, tiny hard yeah, let, drive and or something.
0: NVME, I think. NV. <laughs> yeah. That, that. Well, so this is more of a question. So I'm I'm in a weird situation.
1: You you can talk me through it. I oh, is this just is like personal advice? Or where's this going?
0: Well, yeah, I I think storage, computer storage, solid state computer storage is extremely personal.
1: Did you put I this on your I, your like dating profiles and stuff?
0: No, no. I think this this like estate planning, uh, wills, and life insurance, uh, and uh, solid state storage are kind of the once mm. you turn 35. That's what everything's. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. What's your legacy going to be of? Uh, a bunch of raw files that you never actually got to edit um so i have a long time ago well actually not a long maybe a year and a half ago i got tired of so i currently shoot on a sony a1 which is a 50 megapixel camera so it, each raw file is 50 megabytes uh funny how that works um and getting the it, doing photo editing in Lightroom with the raw files being on even a fast gigabit network, like uh network attached storage, it had like a, a delay in latency that I didn't love. So I put like the past 10 years of photos on a four terabyte Samsung T7, uh, USB-C, USB three, uh, solid state disc. And right now on that SSD, I have 32.8 gigabytes free of four terabytes. Some I have I have a little bit of an issue and I was trying to think, like, does anybody make like an eight terabyte or something like that? Because I NAS is good for backups. And I guess I mean, in, in your situation, so you since you probably de- one, you're working with a 24 megapixel camera. And also, I think you're probably not as fussy
1: about like delays. and I, stuff. That, I do. I do get annoyed with that because even when you generate like the, the, the one to one one to one previews. Um, there there is still kind of an annoying delay cuz you're exactly right i i keep all my originals on my synology for formerly your synology um and i you know i i'm holy
0: shit that thing must be a decade old now
1: it's dude that that thing is like
0: cuz mine's from 2016 and my I, yeah
1: as as i've gotten older i appreciate the synology more and more because i just i never have to think about it never it, it sends me a monthly email, sends me a monthly email says log everything in is and update it right. Oh, I do like for, I, for security reasons. Oh yeah, one well, and it, if, if if enough time goes by, like the, it'll send you a friendly email going, hey, you need to update me. Um, but you know, sends me the other monthly email that's like all your hard drives are good, everything's all everything's good.
0: Well, the email it sends you is written in a terrible way. Oh, it which is says makes you no, think something no, no is wrong. Issue. Yep. It, yep. It, ultimately, when you see the body of the email, it says no issues were found okay then maybe
1: lead with that yeah exactly that it's yeah they need to work on that but um um, uh, but yeah I, I keep all my photos there you know connected with you know gigabit ethernet to, to my macbook pro and it's yeah it's it's um there's a there's a little bit of delay but whatever
0: the issue for me was when i got the Mac studio which is a very very fast computer it it became like it became so abundantly clear that like the computer was no yeah it, not even remotely the like choke point and I was like, oh, okay, fine. I might want it. Even though it's less durable in terms of like uh uh redundancy and like backup purposes, um I, I want this like closer what's, they, what's the closer they must to the metal.
1: Make like a, they must make a, a RAID type device, but instead they of do. connecting it over Ethernet, you connect it over whatever, Thunderbolt no, no. four like whatever the fastest connector is now.
0: Oh no, you totally can, but I don't want to do that. Because like because RAID itself is like a, a big possible data loss driver and Synology manages that because it has like the fact that your computer crashed can't really cause your Synology to have an issue. Whereas if you have like a Thunderbolt array, like cause if you're somebody who works for like Vox media or whatever, you're, or you edit movies, like you would do that where you'd have a bunch of like solid state storage in uh, like a enclosure from OWC and you'd connect that through Thunderbolt four or whatever it is. And it's very, very fast, but it has much more room because it's software rate where it has more failure points, and that makes me nervous.
1: Well so but, I do like But why I mean it's certainly with these boxes, don't I mean don't they also just connect to Ethernet and back up no. to some online service when you're not actively using them? No. Well that's dumb. They somebody should make that. Well, that's a Synology again. Like that, that's well, but, the thing but you where can't you, connect a Synology through Thunderbolt, can you?
0: No. But like that's the thing where like those devices connect like really fast to your computer, but then your Mac is the thing that would then talk to Backblaze or whatever. That's just more than well, I. But want, I, guess, than I guess I guess I guess, I, guess
1: I don't I don't. It seems like there's a I don't know. It seems like it'd be an interesting device to to have both. Like you connect well, it via Thunderbolt four when you're actively using it, but then it's also got an Ethernet connection to back up to your online service of choice when you know overnight or whatever.
0: Well, but then how does it do that? Because because the problem with that is then the um, enclosure has to have an operating system on it. Sure. Yeah. So then it's a Synology again.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, why it does? I guess I guess I'm saying that. Why doesn't Synology make something where you can access it not just through Ethernet, but because, access it through Thunderbolt?
0: Because that just has like a really like limited use case.
1: I don't know. I think I think that would be. I feel, I feel like your use case. Most of your use cases are not reasonable, but I think this one is.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, yes, but the problem with this is that my, my problem could be solved so cheaply by just going to buy another four terabyte Samsung SSD and having them both plugged in.
1: Hmm. I like yeah, I guess because you, you could have your, yeah, I guess you could have your library split. Like, across yeah, I, I both, could just right? say, hey,
0: yeah. photos from 20, right. uh, 2008 to 2022 are on that one. Yeah, it's, that's and not very it lo- elegant, though. But it, but compared to what I'm considering, it's so, because now I'm thinking of, like, do I somehow find a dual dual bay Thunderbolt enclosure? And I've been out of the, because I haven't used a PC, and, or I haven't owned a PC in so long. I didn't even know they had moved on to, like, there's no, like, it still exists, but people don't use, like, SATA drives anymore. Yeah, not on not, On, on not like, really. higher-end higher computers, there's now a thing called an MVM Express thing, and it basically looks like a RAM. I'm going to use, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Not that this is a problematic, but I'm going to use so many terms that are from like 2005. It looks like a, like mi- a RAM a, DIM.
1: like a yeah, like a small, like a miniature stick of RAM, like like laptop RAM almost. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and apparently that's like your hard drive now on PCs. Yeah, and yeah. And it, yeah it,
1: it's it's cool because it, uh, like my my flight simulator PC has one of these, and it's neat because it 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 literally just like clips into the motherboard, so there's no cables or anything, which is great.
0: I guess the thing I don't like about it is. It feels like too much of it's exposed because like if you've ever seen like a PC laptop SSD, it still looks like a two and a half inch like SATA drive. Like I know this probably has some like PCI express like vastness to it that makes it make sense. But like at least put it in a thing with, cause that's the thing when like whenever I was like, I would build a PC back in 2002, uh, I would always like it was always like oh you got to wear your anti-static wrist like it always felt like if you handled ram dims like if if anything if you looked at it wrong it was going to fry itself and I don't like that something that holds a decade worth of photos is like that exposed I don't know
1: eh, I, I guess I kind of understand but you, yes, you, but you it, sound you sound old.
0: Oh no i do no, but that's the thing where but because but do you are you familiar with o w c
1: Uh yeah yeah they they like they they make all the like the mac uh accessories and stuff right
0: they do, but once you need a certain amount of memory so they're very big in the um like professional like content creation space like that you either go for them you're either like a hobbyist Mac person and you use that like you're like their like low tier customer where you just buy like kind of weird funky stuff and like they make Thunderbolt docs or whatever. And then if you want like really fast stuff like their Thunderbolt stuff like it gets so expensive so fast where if I want anything that has like eight to twelve terabytes of space it's like all at least two thousand dollars where when I again I've acknowledged I could fix my issue with basically zero friction other than taking up another USB-C port uh, for like $240. Or wait, how much does a Amazon T7 four TV? $299. That would fix all my problems. Or I could just delete some photos. So anyway, I've been out of the game for a while and I have a very solvable problem that I don't want to solve the rational way brush out my
1: tombstone hmm I'm, I'm I'm. now I'm going down like a rabbit hole of looking at um yeah it seems like OWC has stuff that like has Thunderbolt and Ethernet what are you looking the, at like the OWC uh Gemini like this this kind of seems like um basically what I was talking about like it's it's mean it looks like a Synology from the outside. Um and it seems so, like right? it's hold on.
0: But is this solid state? Well yeah, that's I, the thing. I think so, so I want so yeah. if I want eight terabytes, it's eleven hundred
1: dollars. Oh I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying my idea would be cheap, but I'm just saying well, but also, it would solve both problems.
0: But it but it also doesn't solve my problem in that it the, the the rate is a point of failure.
1: Well, but if it's regularly backing up to Backblaze or whatever, what does that matter? Also, uh I
0: don't how do you want to say it to jinx it into existence, but cuz I found that Backblaze was billing me $58 a month for for all my storage. Is, and I feel,
1: my yeah, my my Backblaze bill's also as as with the fancy camera it's it's crept up a little bit. It's not quite that high, but
0: so last week I uh, nuked the entire backup until I figure that out. Oh dear! So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna reupload that real quick because the problem is my I had my uh, Synology Cloud Sync thing set up. One, I hadn't updated to figure out the fact that I don't use the Synology for photos anymore. Other than I do have a thing where it's in OmniFocus once a month I will just drag over all the new photos manually. So like there is a backup protocol in place, oh, the, but
1: it the, is the, 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 the list, Yeah.
0: Oh, don't use our names. <laughs>
1: Th- that was his like whole thing when he didn't want to use um, iCloud Photo uh, Library. <laughs> like, well,
0: Casey's a sh... Casey's a sh... K- Casey... Isn't he... Wasn't the whole thing on the Six Colors podcast that he was like, uh, I, I need this for my work for the fucking Vision Pro. <laughs> anyway, my... So yeah, I'm not currently backed up to Backblaze B2 because I was like, why is this thing charging me $60 a month? And it was like, Oh, we've got 18 terabytes of stuff backed up for you because, like, it wasn't whenever I like, as I did, like, occasionally, like, if I have nothing to do, I'll just go, like, try to like purge a bunch of old photos that I just don't need. And it was not synchronizing deletions. So
1: I think, I, isn't that like a setting in the cloud sync where you can have it be like a, a two way sync versus like a, like, they call it like a non destructive sync or something where it, it doesn't sync deletions? A lot of my current commuting setup is very
0: in flux and not good
1: so you don't you don't have any online backup of all your photos right now that's 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 very very troubling you need you do need to fix that
0: i do isn't it's and god how are you how
1: are you gonna re-upload 18 terabytes of oof
0: you're gonna uh put a hundred foot ethernet cable outside your house and I'm going to use your at yeah, fiber, you might. so it doesn't you might because. Need to. Oh. Hold on, what's 1,000 divided by 40? Your uplink speed's 25 times
1: faster than mine, and and no data caps either.
0: Fucking cable town. I don't have any cable, any any, uh, any uh, data caps either because I pay them forty dollars a month for the privilege.
1: You know, I you, have you, that. you know, I I pay eighty dollars a month.
0: Well, yeah, but you you, you don't get Atmos on your uh, <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> it's fair. Okay, can we can, can we? Uh, let's let's talk. Okay, we got to churn through some stuff. Um, what's something that you can talk about? We're gonna we're gonna talk about your you got a new door lock. Yeah, so we're gonna we can talk about and that, and then and then we're gonna go back to follow up because most of the follow up is me. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, actually, let me let me ask what. So to set the stage for people, you previously were still using like the third gen august lock,
1: yeah let me pull up what the exact name of it is it's 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 whatever their newest lock is which has been been out um forever um but yeah it's it's the the smart lock the august smart lock pro um is 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 what I previously had um and it's it's always been fine. But you know, it it's had it has the, the issue that, you know, every smart lock over the previous number of years has had, which is it uses a combination of Wi Fi and Bluetooth um to, you know, do things like auto unlocking the door, et cetera, where You know, Bluetooth in particular was like never really meant for that type of thing. So, like, it it was always just unreliable enough where I I just never really loved it. Um, And you, you know, long time listeners will of course also remember your (laughs) your infamous um, August um, lock. Oh, it locked me out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and you know, Apple sort of came out with a, a solution for this um, a few years ago. Gosh, I just like WWDC, like 2019, maybe. I don't know when they originally announced um, HomeKey, but this was Apple's um, NFC-based solution for um, smart locks. And, you know, NFC is a, a much more um, logical Sort of um, way of operating a a smart lock. Um, it's not. It's not quite what would my dream setup would be, which would be something like an ultra wideband based um, smart you know, home key smart lock system. But anyway, it's 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 a lot better than just using Wi-Fi and Bluetooth like um, August does. Um, so I ended up getting kind of like the home key lock that sort of um everybody who's interested in home key ends up getting i think it was the first smart lock to support home key or at least it was one of the first smart locks it's like the wire cutters Is the pick level? um no 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 the level um the level's got some it, it's it's not as it's not very well made it's kind of the general knock against that that lock <clears throat> um, um yeah schlag um yeah, so this oh, yeah, is this, this is. is the the um schlog um encode plus um wi fi smart lock I
0: appreciate the term enunciation does it get, real quick before you derail your story, does it come with uh one that doesn't have the key like' because the keypad on the outside no, no
1: oh okay, yeah, so this is this is a very um utilitarian looking lock i would say um i was actually kind of surprised the lady friend was on board with with getting this because it's not it's not much of a looker i i would say um because the but,
0: only problem with these is they always they kind of make your house look like an airbnb they
1: do yeah no i yeah. i totally would be the first to um acknowledge that but it's it's highly highly functional. Um, so the, and
0: and sorry, the the one part about the keypad that is nice, it's like literally because of the whole point of like that home key thing is that it's supposed to reduce all the friction and, and inconsistency of Bluetooth, but you can also just have a numeric code if all else fails, which is awesome. Correct.
1: Um, so, so I, I was really like when thinking about moving away from the August lock, there, there were some very specific things I was looking to address, which, which maybe is like. My own very kind of Syracusean use cases or, or whatever, but um, you know, one of the features of that August lock was auto unlock. So when you when you come home, the lock just you know automatically locks unlocks for you without you having to do anything. And that's where you know it's using a combination of location services on your phone with Bluetooth, and it was okay, but it would fail often enough where it became really annoying. And then with the August lock, if if auto unlock doesn't work, you then either have to pull out your phone and open the app, which would always take longer to connect to the lock than it should have. But again, Bluetooth. Um, or you could have the little keypad thing, which which I did, but the keypad's not a part of the lock, and we had it sort of like... On the other side of our entry, so you'd have to like then kind of lean over, take a couple steps over, and like do that. So, just like, if if the auto unlock thing didn't work, it was it was super annoying. Um, which and we'll we'll come back to the auto unlock thing with the schlog lock, but you know now even if even if maybe you don't even want to have auto unlock turned on, um, you can you know tap your phone or tap your um, Apple Watch that's where the home key that which is the NFC based thing that Apple came out with um works so you just tap your watch or your phone up against the lock and then it it very quickly unlocks um or because the keypad's built right into it you can also just enter your um your code um so 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 my my use cases that i was um looking to solve so the um, the the first one I guess is basically what I just described, which is if for whatever reason auto unlock doesn't work, having a quick and easy alternative. And actually, like my more common use case for that isn't necessarily having the auto unlock feature fail, but just not be triggered. So, like a, you know, an example of that would be like you know taking the the trash out or like doing something like just like on the outside of the house um where i you know close the door behind me and i also have you know have always had my august lock set to auto lock as well so you you know close the door behind you it locks but then you don't go far enough away from your house to you know have the auto unlock thing trigger and so then when you come back the door's locked and then with august you've again got to open the app or you've got to enter your code in the the keypad which is not a part of the lock itself so now when i'm doing that i can um you know just tap my watch usually or if for some reason i don't have my watch or my phone i can enter um, my code which is which is really really nice um but the other thing that i really like about this lock, which which also solves another kind of issue I always had with the August lock is, you know, it, it's not natively built into the the Home app. Like it's it's all done through you know August's third party app. So like you know again going back to the auto unlock thing, like anytime you're using like location services with a third party app, sometimes the app just you know closes, and so then location or- services aren't working.
0: Or if you restart the phone, or it gets pushed out of memory for whatever reason, it just doesn't work. You get know, yeah. a little
1: push notification that says, "Reopen the app to make whatever work." Exactly. Um, so, and, and this actually, this part also, I think, probably, um, kind of connects back to your kind of tech minimalist thing that you were talking about with the the Logitech Harmony on on our last episode. Um, you can set up this lock, which is which is the way that I did it without downloading any third-party app so schlag does have an an app you can i guess use to set up and manage the lock but i i still haven't downloaded that like I, i set this up natively within the home app and all of the you know additional setup around setting up codes and everything else like i've just done natively through the home app which I, Which I really, really like. In fact, the home app even facilitates like software updates and stuff, like it does it does everything, which is great. Um, and as a I guess, quick little aside, and this, this wasn't really one of my main reasons to to switch to this lock, but, but I, I was kind of um, intrigued by it. Um, it has a thread radio. So it's not Matter, so it's not not to be confused with that. But it does have a Thread radio, which can also be used to connect smart home devices just through HomeKit. So it's the it's not connecting through Matter. It's connecting just through traditional HomeKit. But instead of connecting over Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, it's connecting over a Thread radio, um, which is I guess generally supposed to be a little faster, a lot more power efficient and just generally more reliable because that's a, you know, a radio that's purpose built for smart home stuff as opposed to, you know, Bluetooth or Wi-Fi which didn't really have smart home stuff in mind necessarily. Um so also as so, part of getting this lock, I got um one of the um the new Apple TVs that has well, that's, a, that's
0: that's that's my question is so thread sure but what is it connecting to cuz yeah so only the only a homepod second generation or the latest apple tv so is a so the thread hub yeah so, it, so, so a, th- a, thre-
1: a thread border router is the the technical term <laughs> um but yeah so if, if for for apple it's the one of the new fancy apple tvs it's the um homepod mini or the new HomePod, or the three devices they sell that have um, this Thread border router functionality. Um, so when you when you set up the lock just using the Home app, if you have a um, one one of those Apple devices that has has a Thread radio in it, it defaults to connecting that way. So you know my lock is is not on my Wi-Fi network um, or anything like that, but I can still access it remotely, um, through the home app because that's all being facilitated by connecting to the Apple TV via thread. And then the Apple TV of course is, is, is my home hub and it's, you know, connected to the the internet. Um, so that, that's pretty, that's pretty neat. And, and so far, I mean, obviously like (laughs) I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go the extra step of like resetting the, the lock up, using the schlog app where if you do it that way, it does then just use a combination of wifi and Bluetooth and doesn't use thread. It's, it's only if you set it up natively through the, the home app where it uses the thread radios. Like I've not done any sort so, of like a and B comparisons to like, which is faster and more. I guess um, the reliable.
0: downside here is that, so if I, I guess for compatibility reasons, if you were to have used the schlog app that would have, because I think, because home, Home key or whatever, like those are those require that you have devices that are fairly new and are on iOS at least sixteen or seventeen. So I guess the legacy stuff is why you might download the app, I guess, or maybe there's some like cloud. Well, let me ask this: Does he, um do, do you have the option of like gifting a key to somebody that doesn't have an iPhone? I guess d- like maybe that's you. probably where the schleg. Yeah, yeah. yeah am, I, am I spoiling the plot
1: or whatever? No, 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 not at all. So with with Home Key, so if you want to have the thing where you can like tap your watch or your phone to the lock, um, that actually doesn't have anything to do with whether the lock is connected by a thread or Wi Fi or whatever. That that's all just about um like you know the, the NFC capability in the lock. And you 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 can't you can't basically like have like a guest home key card that you give to to someone like in order for someone to have a home key on their devices they have to be a resident of your home in the home app
0: but so in elegant see, so you could also just create like a passcode for so, the, like, so, so that's you can, like, you can do like because it has the keypad you can do that in the home app without the slog app right
1: correct exactly okay. so so like with the lady friend's parents we just we set them up with a um with a with a code and so they, you know, can just access our house um, that way. But what was neat was obviously the lady friend is a, a resident of of the home um, <laughs> in, in the home app. And when I set this lock up, she just automatically, you know, got a home key on her phone and her watch like without doing anything, um, which was pretty neat. Um. So anyway, yeah, so it's so this thing is connected via thread to my Apple TV and I, I set the whole thing up you know, just directly in the home app. So that, you know, gets rid of any sort of like weirdness with using a third-party app. Um, so, you know, those those two things, like being able to have an alternative way to quickly unlocking the lock. Um, If I, you know, don't go far enough away from my house to trigger the, the auto unlock thing, or if it just fails for whatever reason. um, And then also having a more sort of like native um home kit setup like those were sort of two two big things that I was that I was looking for and this this lock like a a plus on, on both both of those fronts um but the, the <laughs> this is the I wouldn't say downside because I, all of this has worked out really well so I'm happy with it but um whereas you know being able to set it up natively through the home app was was very elegant, very easy to do. One part of this lock, which is super fiddly, is that it does not actually have native um auto unlock and auto lock capability out of the box so with asterisks so you can you can set it to auto-lock, but um, you have to download the Schlag app in order to be able to, to set that up out of the box. And it, it's not like the August lock, where the August lock actually comes with a little sensor that you put in your door frame, so it can actually sense when the door is closed, and because it can sense when the door is closed, you can actually set up the August lock to just say, hey, whenever the door closes, lock the door, which is which is how I prefer, um, how I always preferred it to, to work. With the Schlag lock, you can set it to auto lock, but it doesn't have any sensor to be able to tell if the door is open or closed. So you can only set it like based on a timer. So you can say, you know, I think it's anywhere from like 30 seconds to four minutes after the lock unlocks lock it, which, you know, I, that would probably work like most of the time, but I, I just prefer and am used to having the lock lock when the door closes. So it doesn't have a way to to do that um, out of the box anyway. And we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, And then you can set up a home um, automation to have the lock auto unlock. In fact, it's one of the recommended automations, like when you first set it up. However, for, you know, Apple security reasons, this is a very Apple-y thing to do. Whenever you have a smart home automation where... Some, where a lock is supposed to trigger from you coming home, you actually have to confirm on your watch or your phone that you want the automation to run, which completely defeats the purpose of you know having the lock auto unlock. If you have to like reach into your pocket to get your phone or look at your watch or something like, you just want to be able to walk up to the door and have it auto unlock. Which, you know, again, the August lock did, like, most of the time. Um, but I thanks, thanks to the, the nice people on Reddit, people, of course, have come up with solutions for this. Both, both of which I think you're going to dislike or think are goofy. Um, the, the, well, I'll start with the less goofy one which is um the solving the auto lock problem. So um and I I'll I'll pull this this open too. So um the folks over at Eve which who make a you know a bunch of um smart home stuff. They sell a um door and window sensor which looks kind of looks like the the door or window sensors that you would get from like a home security system or something. Um, and what's neat about and there, there's I think there's a variety of companies that sell something like this. Um, but what's neat about the Eve sensor is just like the lock, um, it it can operate over Thread, so you can set it up again just like the lock natively within the the Home app and then without having to, you know, have any sort of um bridge or third party app or anything and you can have it, you know, connect to something like an Apple TV like in my case over thread. So you've got that same kind of purpose built reliable connection and you don't have to rely on, you know, bluetooth or anything. Um and when you when you set this up in in the home app if you if you set it up in the same room as the lock it even just like literally just pops up a thing and like hey do you want to set up this your lock to lock when the door is closed and you're like yep that would be great and so there's just a very simple um automation that i have running now where anytime that this sensor is detected as being closed the the door auto locks just basically in the same way that um the august lock did just in a little bit more of a fiddly way but at least so far a very fast and reliable way um the the auto unlock is the is the fun one so the way you can get around the requirement of having to like confirm that you're home is you basically have to set up a two step automation where you set up one automation to trigger some other home kit device in your home to do something when you get home so the you know the 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 kind of simple recommendation that people suggested which is which is what I did is you take a like a spare smart plug that you're not using and you say, when I get home, turn that turn that smart plug on. You can then set up a second automation in HomeKit to say, whenever this plug turns on, unlock my front door. Um so it's kind of it's it's taking like a basically an extra hop to kind of like do what you want it to do. Um but I I set that up and I, I actually I on that one of those TP link Casa smart outdoor plugs that I have. Um, those have two plugs on them. And so the one that I have in my backyard, I'm, I'm only using one of the plugs. So I I've set up the, the second plug to be the one that triggers when I come home and then tells the lock to unlock. Um, but you know, so far I've had this set up for like a week and it's been, rock solid um which i think is largely due to the fact that the you know location stuff where you know my phone can detect if i'm home is all now running you know using like apple's native location services as opposed to relying on some some third-party app so yeah so so far so far so good
0: A uh, question. So, do you have to ignore all, all like the second half of everything, like of of all the auto unlock difficulties, which seems like it kind of um, mucks up what is like a fairly simple process? Like, yeah h- how how does home key work on the Apple? Like, do you have to like pick pick it like a credit card or no?
1: No. So it works the same way that the like the express transit feature works, where. Like yes. and, so like clip, clippers, the clipper cards like this, where when you hold your phone or your watch up to a clipper card terminal, you actually don't even have to like go into the wallet app and like select your clipper card or anything. Like it just knows like, oh, this is a clipper card terminal. I'll use your clipper card. Um and home keys, home keys the exact same way. So like if you if you end up you know unlocking the door using home key, you just literally hold your phone or your watch up to the lock and you know your your phone doesn't even have to be unlocked or anything like it just you just tap it and it it it, it unlocks like it knows it so, knows what you're trying to do
0: so in that case why even bother with all the other stuff
1: well so totally right so like you <laughs> i i could probably i could probably not have set up the whole auto unlock thing although like in my case i mean i i literally had this Smart plug in my backyard, like already connected, I already had a plug on it I wasn't using like it literally took like a minute to set up like it was very, very easy um but i I could have not done that um and the the biggest disadvantage would be you know you come home and you've got groceries or you're managing two children or what like for whatever reason, like your hands are not easily free. Um, where you know holding up your wrist to the lock or holding up your phone to the lock is not super easy necessarily. So having the door just be auto un unlocked for you is is in those situations really nice.
0: I thought that's what a dog was for.
1: But <laughs> um, but I think I think, it. I, think it, I think it would be very I think it'd be very very reasonable to not set up this whole auto unlock system and and just rely on home key instead like i, th- I think that would be perfectly or, fine because yeah. especially because like the home key thing i think like i mentioned earlier is super super responsive like that was another thing about the august lock that was always so annoying is you know i, well, I mentioned this i think earlier too like the you know the, the app when you'd open it like it would it would always take like a beat longer than you'd expect it to to actually connect to the lock and then be able to then send a command to it to unlock or even with the keypad, you, you know, you'd enter your code you you tap basically like the enter button and kind of like same thing. Like it would like, it would just like, it would take a beat longer than you would think it should, which I think is all because it's, you know, Bluetooth, which is just you know, not the best. Um, whereas the home key thing is just, you, you tap your phone or your watch up to, and it's just, boom, it's just, it's just instantaneous, um, which is, which is really nice. So I I think you could just operate it that way and probably be pretty happy. Yeah.
0: I mean, this will probably work itself out. I mean, does, does the Apple watch have a ultra wideband chipset in it?
1: It does, yeah. So, like, I mean, the the I mean,
0: like, this just feels like this could be like an iOS twenty feature where, like, it it has like your home awareness, like where basically, and then it could automatically like schedule. Like, I feel like that's just a a wait a couple of years kind of thing.
1: Well, that was and... um, that was when they when they announced Home Key, and again, I'm forgetting which WWDC year it was, um, but they were they weren't very specific about what was powering it. And there, I think there was some initial hope. I know definitely by me, and I think I think I had seen some other people on the internet speculating. Like, at the time, like, "Ooh, is this going to be some ultra wideband thing?" That seems really neat. But then no, it was, it was just just NFC, um, which is you know definitely a huge step up from either Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, but is not not quite the ultimate solution um, with ultra wideband. Oh, cool. but yeah, Overall, but yeah so, so so far, yeah, so far, um, you know, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yeah, I I would say, you know, the highlights have been setting up the lock just with the home app and not having to cuz I mean, you you know how this works, right? Like with home with home smart home stuff in particular, it's like you download a third-party app. A lot of times you've got to like set up an account like and then a lot of times the third-party app's not very good. And it's just like, it's just kind of just this whole mess. And so, oh, and and the other thing that was actually kind of neat too is um, with, you know, how normally with HomeKit stuff, there is like a little QR looking code that you scan using your phone camera. This had, the lock had something which I didn't know existed where and i guess this is probably using the nfc chip in the lock i guess but it had a thing where it was just like oh if you want to set this up in homekit like just just hold your phone like up against the lock and it'll kick off the the homekit setup and that's exactly what it did so that was that all was like really really neat and you know still a weekend like operating this lock flawlessly without any sort of third party app is really really nice Um, and it's it seems really responsive too. Both both again with the home key thing, and then also with the auto unlock and lock thing, which I which maybe is helped helped by it being connected by a thread. Um, so that that all that all is um really really nice. And then the the smart unlock and lock thing is like for normal people, not a great setup for. You know, nerds like me was actually kind of kind of fun to set up because it was something that worked the first time, which was nice, so there was no troubleshooting involved, and it was easy easy to do Oh, cool, yeah, so um yeah good, good stuff all around again, not like. Yeah, probably not like the best looking lock necessarily. I mean that that's what like that um, like the level Sorry. lock has going for it is it it just looks like a regular lock. Um, Sorry,
0: and what's the price on this?
1: Um, so I had gotten it on a little bit of a discount. It was like two eighty something, and I think it it normally runs for a little over three hundred um the the nice thing about the lock too is it's you know it, it's slog like they they make all kinds of you know regular locks too and so like i mean this thing it it is a absolute like tank like you could you could hurt somebody with this thing um so it's very very solidly made which you know you kind of want with your your door lock yeah and oh and the other nice thing too with it being schlog is they 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 make a bunch of like matching door hardware and stuff so like you know we we got a you know color matched and it's kind of style matched um door handle and everything so
0: um all right Uh, do you want to let's let's blaze through a little bit of follow-up stuff and then you want to talk about vision pro and then we'll kick everything else to another week.
1: Yeah. Sounds good.
0: Okay. A few things uh, just because I feel like it's it, we, we owe it to people to when, when uh a chef special no longer meets the chef's criteria. Uh, we're allowed to uh, kick it down a notch. So um, coffee golf is an app that I had previously recommended as a chef special. Uh, it got, uh way more complicated and all like micro transaction-y so mm. unfortunately it sucks now so i i apologize to everybody and i will let you know when i find another low friction game for you that's too bad. other than the new york times crossword um was that the show special i think i actually think that hmm, those might have been the same thing uh another thing for the past uh, since ios Seventeen came out. Uh, at least I thought I was alone in this, but then we covered this in-person, offline, online. Uh, I thought it was just my phone. Uh, opening the camera uh, one out of every four times, maybe one out of every three, uh, would just lead to a black screen. And you would not be able to take a photo when your phone is locked. And it didn't really matter how you're doing it, whether it was the uh, new to the iPhone 15, the action button, or if you held down on the camera shortcut or if on the lock screen you did the uh, swipe right to left gesture, a lot of times it just wouldn't open. Uh, there are rumors on the internet that iOS 17.3 fixes that, and in my uh, day and a half long experience, it has. Oh no, nice. But I still uh, just don't want to say that this is a good news. Like that 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 sucks that it was broken for so long and nobody really acknowledged it. And there's like, oh yeah, this, it's kind of shitty for a while. <laughs> Um, the Emmys this were, were this weekend, I did not watch them. Uh, favorite of the show, Better Call Saul was apparently nominated for over 50 Emmys uh, over its six year or six season run. One zero. It sucks. That's a huge bummer. But there were a lot of photos on threads of, um, what's her name? What's Kim Wexler's actual name?
1: Oh, I'm I'm so bad with actor and actress names.
0: Uh, Rhea Seahorn and right. uh, the guy who played Jimmy, who was also on Veronica Mars, which is probably not the best call out. But I think for people of a certain age, probably makes sense.
1: But yeah. But, uh, but that also, kind of but also awards
0: are dumb. So who cares?
1: Like the Emmy, uh, the Emmys and that, Oscars, like all that stuff is, is dumb.
0: That, that's spoken kind like of like somebody who's not, who's not regularly winning awards. No. <laughs> I, I mean I guess,
1: okay. but I I don't know. I just like be, you know, like the shows you like, like the movies you like and who 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 cares if some snobby group of people like it or not. I I don't know. The, uh, getting no, worked no. up about Actually, whether the thing that you like wins an award or something, I the, something I, I don't particularly understand.
0: No, do be more vain, everybody. Uh I think it like to a degree it does it does matter. Um, and again, succession cleaned up, and succession is a great show that you still refuse to watch, but like it's it's still kind of like matters for industry recognition because I mean I, you're somebody who will like I in the past I guarantee you have cited oh HBO got 31 nominations and Apple T- Apple TV got its first or whatever like it kinda does matter I the the, the Emmys are not the Oscars like I I do think the Oscars are. Inconsequential and silly, but almost so. Somebody who does not care about movies much, but does care about television quite a lot. But no, it's it, it's a bummer just because Bob Odenkirk is acting his life out, and uh, yeah, didn't didn't get squat for it. So that kind of sucks. And also, didn't Rhea Seahorn have like an Apple TV show for a bit?
1: I that I I don't remember. Maybe. again another thing where
0: meant to watch it probably didn't um
1: called
0: yeah i don't know it doesn't matter okay so anyway emmy's uh bummer but good job for succession great show don't remember what perfect tech was we'll save
1: that for another week It's, it's, Uh, it's, it's copyrighted in the notes what was you? You you literally you literally added it to the notes like minutes before we started.
0: What what was the context?
1: No, it wasn't. When? I mean, i i didn't I didn't put it in our notes thing, and I don't think you had updated no, this you... until right before we started. I I did not put that in there. It doesn't. Google Docs has like an audit log, right? Go back and look at the the log.
0: Well, we've covered this, and I don't know how Google Docs works. Whenever somebody (laughs) sends me a a thing that's in Google Sheets, I get mad. Like, just because Google Sheets is, it does 10% of what Excel does better and everything else worse. Yet some people people try to pretend that it's good. Very frustrating. Tech. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's going to bug me now. Okay, and then uh, Apple is a petulant child and is inviting regulatory pressure by being as shitty as possible after uh, sort of losing elements of the epic case that the Supreme Court declined to address further. Like, really, just... And in the same way that Ed Darth would of, often say, just, like, just the fucking worst people, I I really feel like um, Apple's really asking for it. Because they basically implemented the whole thing that they did. Was it in South Korea and Denmark or something? Like, there are two markets where they were forced to open up other payment options, and then their response was just being like a little, like, take your ball and go home thing. Oh, well, except now you owe us a 27% commission on your your stuff, and it's just just
1: silly. So I I have... the, the, The part about this whole thing which... Like stands out to me the most which is which is very much the um accountant in me is you so if, if you're a company that's using this new entitlement, you're required to provide a transaction report to apple every month, which just seems like a complete nightmare for everybody involved, like obviously the 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 company having to provide the report and then like the poor accountant inside of Apple who's gotta be like collecting all these things. Like just this seems like a just a nightmare. Just bad, mm-hmm. bad, bad all around.
0: Yeah, bad faith effort by a bad faith company. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Speaking of which, uh I am thirty eight hundred dollars lighter. How are you doing? <laughs> you think i'm joking no i did i need it for my work <laughs> ryan i'm a per, i'm a person who uh makes my living talking about technology and apple and uh i need to spend this money
1: mm. did you not buy one should i make you feel bad about it i i, I, I did <laughs> anyway. I did not did not buy one no
0: uh, okay so the vision pro actually i, I think what we're going to talk about more here is probably and we'll cap this at five minutes which is i think we both have a we have a fundamental disagreement about apple's commitment to this product but so the vision pro is coming out Feb, and you can just interject in fact check me when i'm wrong uh it's coming out february 2nd yep. maybe yep. and it was it went live for pre-orders at 5 a.m in the good time zone uh and it starts out at and this was last friday and it starts out at $3500 and apple released a press release the week prior saying that uh starts at 34.99 and this is going to be for the 256 no, byte
1: no 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 no, no. that no so they so apple they all they all they said was it it started at 34.99 and people were sort of assuming that they were just hedging because like, if, for example, if you needed, um, no, optical no, that's not what inserts, I'm like, um... no, no,
0: I'm not, I'm not saying that, I'm, uh, but I'm saying like they, the press release, because again, they didn't have any, they didn't have a video. They didn't have any type of announcement. It was just a press release. And they said the head headset started at thirty four ninety nine for two hundred fifty six gigs.
1: Oh, I, I see where you are going with this. Okay. Oh, no, I'm, not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not talking
0: yeah, about any of the uh, like uh, whether it comes with a double braided whatever, whatever, and in the in the prescriptions cost extra. Like, who? I I think the product itself is is frivolous oh. and dumb. So no, I th- no, I, th- I, th- I, I mean I, I mean the fact that it comes with three storage sizes, which is e- fucking dumb.
1: Well, which well, and, and that's that's where I I got ahead of you a little bit. Like they Apple did not announce that in any way prior to the pre-orders going live. So if you're somebody who was actually, for whatever reason, pre-ordering this thing. You, you had no idea until you got into the checkout process that there were going to be three storage and, options.
0: That I'm not sure about. Like I, I, When they said starting, I read that to mean there's going to be multiple storage sizes. And they're not going to tell well, you in well, advance for unknown reasons.
1: No, and that, that's, that's what I was saying is that most people's assumption was that the starting from was a way to hedge against, like, if you needed optical inserts, that was going to cost more, um, that that type of thing. I, there, It was not the consensus from what I saw that this thing was going to have multiple storage sizes.
0: Well, the consensus against people who are electing to buy it are people who have more money than sense. Which means they all probably bought the one terabyte version. Good for them. <laughs> so this this thirty five hundred dollar face computer that nobody needs, it, it comes in three storage sizes. It's just like a a fifteen pro max. It comes in two hundred fifty six gigabytes, five hundred twelve gigabytes, and one terabyte of storage. And actually, let me go back to the chat because I want to know why. So here's the so uh, Ryan, do you know how storage works?
1: Uh, not not really. No, it, it's it's your first day using a computer.
0: Uh, where is uh,
1: where's the thing?
0: this goggles emoji is hard to see uh so as you're checking out apple tells you so the, so yeah you have these different storage sizes so one you have to uh, to buy this thing you have to do it from a device which um has face id on it because it's doing some type of face measurement um and uh, uh curiously enough apparently that checkout experience is actually an app clip inside of the apple store app which is kind of a neat footnote but again doesn't matter nobody should be buying this anyway uh, but when you, So you get those different storage sizes, and when you tap on it to wonder, well, what do I actually need? Uh, Apple's uh, copy for the uh, store is, uh, how much storage do you need depends on how much you use Vision Pro. Shocker. More room means you can store more documents, spatial photos and spatial videos, music and apps, as well as extensive video libraries and large data files. Why is video library separate from spatial audio? We'll never know. Uh, sorry going back to what they say over time you may add more content to apple vision pro so you'll want to think about how your storage needs may change that is the least helpful thing i have ever seen from a company that criminally consistently gives you too little space for what you need see your macbook Air, but like it's 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 so so silly at this point like if you're gonna make something that is this expensive and gonna be a low volume seller why not just make them all 512 gigabytes and not make it this weird
1: hmm. it's, a, it's a fair question yeah no i um i was very surprised that it that it came out in multiple storage sizes. well in retrospect i'm not but because it's it's <laughs> apple and they, they've they've They love those extra few hundred dollars for, for more storage.
0: Um, but also like, I mean, they just not, and not that they, they would ever tell you this, but like, since you're, everybody's buying this before anybody's actually used it. Oh, and we'll, and we'll circle back in a minute to, uh, the, the, like the multiple rounds of, uh, guided ultra rigid press demos they've been doing for this thing. But like, nobody has it in their hands to know that like this, what would be useful information to me is pretending I want this product. How much usable space do you get out of the box? So on a 256 gig product, is there 180 gigs left over? Like what, that would make a difference here, but that's not information that anybody gets.
1: I mean, I assume it's similar to like a Mac or an iPhone, right? Where it, I don't know. it's probably, I don't know, 10, 20 gigs for the OS and built-in apps and stuff yeah like i no i bet the two fifty six has two hundred and thirty ish addressable gigabytes of storage something like that
0: and a friend of the show gene munster uh is is coming in with with the with the um financial models uh iPhones sold 270,000 units uh, back in 2007 in its first weekend, uh, and those uh, items retailed for $450. One, that's a dumb statistic because they were carrier-subsidized, and you had to buy it with a singular slash the new AT&T contract. So it wasn't $450, but we'll go with that. So he says that's $122 million, but uh, while Apple didn't report it, the Vision Pro sold roughly 150,000 units uh at an average selling price of $3700 again sage research because all he did was pick the storage capacity in the middle and then he multiplied those two numbers which he uh curiously puts as translates to $555 million in revenue anyway gene munster is really f- falling off these days uh but it, every bit of discourse around the vision pro is super silly and do you have anything else related to this, or do you want to dive into the—is this a valid product or not?
1: My my favorite part of um like waking up, you know, the the morning these things went on pre-sale, and just like, reading the articles of um everything that you know everybody learned by this thing actually going on sale. My my favorite thing by far was the two hundred dollar travel case that Apple is selling for it. It's the best two $200 for a travel case.
0: Well, I think that's a shame tax that I actually think that's really fair because if you leave your house with one of these, I, I know that that's, that's appropriately punitive.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I have, I, there's been a, there's been a couple of places where I've seen, um, or read or heard or read, um, like oh you know using this thing like on an airplane which which actually is one of the um, use cases that Apple highlighted in their initial intro video like <laughs> can can you imagine if I, being the person that that pulls this thing out on an airplane
0: <laughs> if I if I see you in Comfort Plus I'm gonna spill my drink on you I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you know it's it's it's, it's not going to be anybody in first class or anybody in uh, economy. It's going to be some schmuck in Comfort Plus or
1: like, <laughs> no. With their no. Two, $200 travel case. That's amazing. Oh,
0: and, and your extra battery packs. Because, sorry, before we go to the... Because I think the kickoff of this is going to be, and we, we disagree on this, uh, is uh, M.G. Siegler's um, whatever the individual version of a thread is. Um, the... So they they keep doing these hand selected with certain media personalities ultra guided demos, and are are you do you, are you using threads these days or are you on any sort of social media like did you see around the launch cycle like any of the discourse around it?
1: Mm, not not really. No,
0: there was and I don't have a link to this handy, but I'm sure if you just go to The Verge, Vision Pro, whatever the most recent article is that had a picture related to it, they had. Um, a thing where they invited everybody to go get. I think this is the third or fourth rounds of demos. Oh nope, I did find it. Um, I'll put a link. Um, and here's the thing that frustrates me about this. So, Apple invited a bunch of uh, tech journalists to come try the Vision Pro again, and they, the the media outlets who were in attendance were not allowed to photograph their own reporters themselves. Apple then took pictures for you, and they conveniently—and it's, it's it's explicit. Like, literally nobody who got a press demo uh, last week got a picture that shows the fact that this thing is plugged into a battery pack.
1: Well, that's not true. I mean, on this Verge article you ooh, sent me, ooh. like, on on this Verge article you sent me, literally the first picture, like the nope, biggest picture on top but, shows but, the nope, cable nope, sticking not that, out. Not right. that it has
0: a cable, but that you don't get to. So, hold on. Wired, Lauren, good vision pro. So, no, uh,
1: so.
0: So, yes, yeah, so Lauren Good, who used to write uh, a, a very good column called "The Goods" for Vox, um, she works for Wired now, and she had a, no, a really good observation, which is, if you if you scroll down, everybody who got a demo, you don't ever get to see the big ass battery pack that you have to wear, as though it's a BlackBerry in 2005, and the fact that you that the the news outlets that went for these demos aren't allowed to take their own pictures. Is that not weird? Like, I don't think it's
1: disingenuous, but it's it's weird, right? Eh, it. I mean, it's 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 marketing. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I I, I wish it wasn't done that way, but I, I that's not something I'm going to get worked up about or think there's like some big conspiracy around how they it. Oh, this is the thing that shows that like Apple doesn't have faith in this product. Like, I I think that's that's silly.
0: I don't think it's a conspiracy. I do think they don't have faith in this product. I think certain elements of the company have faith in this product. Again, German a long time ago had a had a report that Apple that like a bunch of people chose not to participate in the demo and didn't want to really be associated with the product. And I mostly believe that's true. And what's the um, the uh, MG Siegler thing? So he had a thing. So his tweet is, on top of all the other Vision Pro launch oddities, how weird is it uh, How weird is it to not pre-announce the storage tier? So you have to make a desp- decision in an instant based off of an, an uncle- a completely unhelpful popover. And I forget, there's another tweet in here that I put, but I can't find it. But he has expressed the appropriate amount of skepticism and the fact that just like so much of the launch is just so fudging weird uh, to the point where it just feels like the, i think uh, what i linked to i mean i'm paraphrasing here and you you gave me a lot of pushback on this is that this is mostly a thing that apple just wants to push out on the market and sort of forget and you and you you disagree with this take profusely correct
1: um yeah no i i think this this i mean i, I like mg sigler but this is a this is a dumb dumb take
0: Sorry, the original take is, sorry, to state the obvious, the Vision Pro rollout is very, very strange. No event pre-shipping, multiple stage pre- uh, press demos. Timing seems driven by next earning release as much as anything else. Doesn't feel like a full-hearted product launch, more like a let's just get it out there.
1: See, but that, I so agree. that that's where, so, but that, the the tying the release timing to an earnings release is is the part of this that I think illustrates to me that this is, this is a dumb take there's there's no reasonable person that thinks vision pro is going to have any kind of influence over an investor and specifically the way that investors interpret apple's next earnings release like that that's so that that and this like not taking pictures of the battery thing is like people people wanting to write the the negative story about Apple because that's just kind of the fun thing to do
0: so going to the er, the earnings release quote the, i I think you're taking a somewhat bad faith read of what he's saying. I don't think he's suggesting that it is going to meaningfully move the numbers and and contribute to the bottom line or revenue. It's the fact that it's a thing for them to talk about and no, say, no no hey, no I, I no to-
1: i'm I'm not talking about the the impact to revenue i I think the idea that apple wanted to release this thing so that they could say they've released this thing at their next earnings call and that any investor is gonna give two shits about that is that shows you that you have no idea what investors care about with apple because no no investor cares about this thing yet
0: well no it's it's not the investors themselves it's the media narrative around it and the fact that Apple has gone seven years of it uh of having anything that's a new product category other than nickel and dime people sure, for services.
1: But that feels like something that maybe MG Sigler cares about, but like no normal person cares about.
0: What are you talking about? No, investors care about it. They don't, they don't think that they see that the, the, the difference between the iPhone 14 pro and 15 pro was so fucking small this year. It is basically nothing. So peep like upgrade cycles for phones are going to slow. We avoided a recession But people are going to think twice about buying new iPhones and new iPads every year. One, there's no new iPads to buy anyway, but it doesn't really matter. The Apple Watch, like Apple doesn't have a hardware growth story. And I don't think anybody actually believes that the uh, Vision Pro is going to be a growth story, and not even Apple. But having some product to point to as, hey, we're doing a a new thing and we're pioneering the future of computing... I do think that is a story that they want to tell. And that's why during WWDC, uh, WWDC, they pretended that this thing was the second coming of God. And it's, it's, it's a fucking meta quest. That's from a, a a company that doesn't want to put low quality stuff on the market, but it's still a solitary, awkward VR headset that only the most nerdy of nerds are going to want. And is not going to do anything for anybody. But Apple doesn't want you to think that, judging by gestures broadly, all of this.
1: Well, I mean, so so, what do you want Apple to do? Do you want Apple to come out and just say like, eh, yeah, this thing is basically like a beta?
0: I would want them to actually sit on it until it's good.
1: Well, I mean, and that that's where you know, <laughs> like, I guess like, that's, that's where you can pro- have like you can have a whole other debate around like do you keep this thing in an r&d lab and let it bake for a few more years or do you put it out into the world get you know real people feedback about it and iterate on it from there well but, but no but that that, that
0: that's that's a, that's a that's a loser's way of thinking like isn't that the thing that people always say about apples that they don't just ad- adopt new technology. They do it when it's good and ready. They release the iPhone when they knew they had something new to contribute. And this wasn't going to be like a Windows mobile phone or a BlackBerry. It was a new paradigm and way of thinking about everything. And it's going to revolutionize the world. That's not what this is. This is a slightly nicer MetaQuest. So in terms of people who get credit for uh, releasing and rapidly iterating, Facebook gets that that, that credit, not Apple. And Facebook releases a thing that's priced for the masses. Yeah, also, I, mean, I, I don't. I, I, don't know. I will be, I will be I, very honest that my hatred of this thing is because of the price.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not super excited about this thing. I'm not bu- buying one, but like, I'm also like, not mad about it. I think it's interesting. I think it has the. I think. It, I think there's a chance that, you know, five ten years from now, we look back and you know, spatial computing actually is like a thing and like being able to interact with a computer like device through, you know, some sort of glasses or like something that's just like directly like on your face, basically like has become like a normal popular thing. And that you look back at the vision pro and go, yeah, remember that goofy thing that started this whole thing. Like I could, I could see that.
0: So then did they get a do over? Like, is, is this the Newton? Like I guess
1: like are we gonna get like a
0: Vision Pro 5 and then it's suddenly good. I mean or like, do well, they like a, scrap like a million.
1: Redo? A million people have made this analogy already, which like around like the first Apple Watch, which like in retrospect was like kind of a piece of junk. And, no. and it but like Apple Watch has been iterated on to the point where it's still not perfect, but it's it's way, way, way better than it was.
0: But even though the Apple Watch kinda sucked to begin with, it was immediately the use case was there. Oh, I'm and not, it was in, no, and it I'm, was va- I'm not
1: saying like, I know I, you and I, I think are actually in agreement there. Like I'm the, the hypothetical that I'm laying out where like, you know, five, 10 years from now, like spatial computing is totally a thing. And there's like these cool new Apple vision products. Like I, I totally agree that that is not nearly a given that I think like the Apple watch probably was where, you looked at that first generation thing and went, eh, this thing's, yeah, not, not very good, but like, but, but there's, you could very clearly see a path as to like how it's going to become good. Um, what I, I it totally agree two or three that's not years
0: for that to happen.
1: Well, yeah, no, the, definitely. I think like the uncertainty around this thing and the timeline around this thing is, is going to be way different than something like Apple watch. Like I, I totally agree. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's possible this thing's a dud, and it's possible that this is version one of of something that actually does become mainstream and popular. Like, I I could see I could see either either one, but you know, we're not we're not going to know. Like, it's certainly not going to be with Vision Pro. You know, the probably the next version of Apple. Apple Vision SE or whatever they come out with next like is probably, you know, a couple years away. So it's it's all it's all going to take take some time.
0: But okay. But sometime meaning at least it is at least 5 years before there's a version of this that is not
1: a toy for rich people. Yeah, I I think that's that's probably, right? But
0: Okay. So then What does Apple say in 2029? Oh, it's good now?
1: Like, I, I, that's the part that. Well, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, you know, it's sort of just like logically what's probably going to happen is the, the hardware becomes less and less intrusive. Like, my, my best guess is to like, if I'm trying to like visualize all of the, um, like, reviews and stuff for this thing is, you know, a lot of the reviews are going to be like, you know, the software is very well designed and thought out, but the hardware is really clunky. And in large part, because of that clunky hardware, the use cases around this thing are not very clear because, you know, despite Apple's best efforts with their like weird (laughs) front facing screen thing like you are still wearing like a set of ski goggles and that's just weird so it it, the device is being held back basically by like its form factor and over time the hardware will become less and less obtrusive basically to the point where you know it can become a pair of eyeglasses or you know 20 years from now or whatever like a pair of contact lenses or something.
0: Yeah, we'll leave it there. So I don't think we're going to find any closer agreement than that.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean, All I right. think it's I I mean I think it's I think it's interesting. Like I'm I'm not I'm not mad it exists. Like it's it's not it's not for me, and that's fine. But you know, people who have the money and who are interested in this thing, like, sure, you know, more more power to them.
0: Last thing I'll say is that. In the same way that people frequently will knock Silicon Valley and like, and and like products like this specifically exists in the smart home space, uh, they will knock like voice assistance in the Amazon echo and Google home and things like that for not being designed for multiple people that they design it for basically like a single software and a single male software engineer who lives, uh, in mountain view. I I I don't think Apple has cracked the idea that this isn't just a supremely solitary product that does not understand how people actually live in the world.
1: Yeah, that would, and I,
0: be I think good. I think that's my biggest problem, other than the price, is that this is an isolating bad device that disconnects you from human beings.
1: I think I think that's I think that's totally fair, and my my guess would be a lot of the early reviews will will key in on that.
0: And actually, I'm sorry. Can we can we um not dunk on? But do did you listen to Upgrade two weeks ago? And somebody had an Ask Upgrade question of whether or not they should wait on replacing their TV or buy a Vision Pro instead. (sighs) Yeah. Again, my my dude, because I'm sure it was a guy. No. Yeah. Somebody there was a comment on something, but it's just like anybody who would think it because it's also kind of a sad thing. Anybody who would think that a vision pro replaces a TV like nobody else can watch it because that implies that you're never going to share an entertainment experience with another person. That's, that's
1: weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and even, um, you know, I mean, I, I also think like, you know, so let's assume that this actually is a, is a, product line that apple's committed to and they're they're iterating on it etc and it you know it becomes less obtrusive more affordable i do think even there's going to be this like weird point I, I I don't know five years from now seven years from now like whatever it is where you know maybe this thing has come down enough in price where you know it wouldn't be completely crazy to have you know like two people in the same house having one of these things And then you know there's there's some kind of like shared experience you can have watching a movie together or something. Um, But that's it's still gonna be weird because you're both sitting there like on your couch, like wearing ski goggles with each other, or like maybe they won't be ski goggles at that point. They'll be somewhat smaller or something, but like still just kind of odd.
0: Well, by generation by Vision Pro eight. Again, like, so you, so let's say it's 2031 and you, you and the lady friend are finally watching succession after I've literally, I'm <sighs> in the ground because I've been asking you guys to do it. They'll have vision pros for, for dogs and your kids. So it'll be, it'll be okay. You'll all be talking to each other through share play or whatever. Like it's, yeah, it's so, it's so isolating and, and silly in that regard. Because again, like we've talked about this, like I, I, specifically in your household, let's pretend in three years, this was actually good and you wanted it like your family would just be like, oh, dad's in the other room. (laughs) Like, like why would anybody in your family interact with you while you're watching 30 for 30 on, on the vision pro or whatever? Because like,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, I am, yeah, maybe to try to end on a somewhat positive-ish note, like I, I am, I am very interested to go through one of these, like, Twenty twenty five minute demos. They're going to have in Apple stores. Like, I mean, I'm certainly not going to go do that. Like you know, the first weekend or anything. But like you know, at what a month from the launch or like whatever, whenever you can just like very conveniently go on Apple's website and say, yeah, I, I'll come in at like two thirty and you know sit down for a demo with this thing. Like I, I'd be interested in doing that.
0: Alright, you got a stuff special for us?
1: Um I'll just I'll be lazy and make it the the <laughs> Schlag ENCODE um what is this what is the what is the lock called? The and the ENCODE Plus? Is that is that what oh, it, is? it is? Um Probably. Yeah, um,
0: ENCODE's not a bad name.
1: Yeah, no, not not a bad name. It's it's the yeah, and ENCODE ENCODE Plus. Yeah, it's it's um it's good.
0: Um, I'll do a teaser. I have a lot of picks in the hopper that are still baking. So you might, you might get a double next week.